When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was in stitches watching this when he's walking away from her at the dinner and then he says, I don't know why, but I just like was crying when he's like, and I faked all my orgasms. <laughs> I think my favorite joke was uh, was the guy falls down at the, at the baseball stadium at the end. The guy falls down a flight of stairs over the barriers onto the road. He gets driven over by a um, steamroller and then a marching band goes over him. And it's like, this is perfect. And then she turns around and said, <laughs> excuse me, she turns around and says, my father went the same way. <laughs> Hello everyone, joining Flix Watcher today we have Tatton. Hello. Diane. Hi. And as always, Kobe. Hello. And we're here today to talk about the naked gun. Thank you as always to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello, film fans. Welcome to FlixWatcher Podcast. Joining us remotely today, we have Tatton and Diane. If you could please say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Hello, listeners. I'm Diane and um, I uh, work for Simple Politics, who you may know from our Instagram page. We write about what's going on in the world of politics, UK politics, and try and make it simple and understandable. And sometimes we do that, hopefully. I think most of the time you do that. Would you say, Tatton? I think that when Diane's in charge, we make things clear, (laughs) clear and simple and understandable. And uh, when I'm in charge, people unfollow. But, you know, that's how that's how it rolls. What kind of feedback do you guys get from from over the the years? Is there anything that kind of sticks out to you? It's like, yes, we need to keep on making sure we're doing this. Positive feedback comes in terms of follows and reputation and shares and that kind of thing. Mm. We do occasionally get the most wonderful emails from people who say, you know, you've really helped, blah, 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 blah. But, we, but kind of verbal feedback is almost always negative. Whereas <laughs> if, you do, if you do something good, yeah, you see followers coming on board, you see shares. I mean, gosh, the I'm not going to kind of clang name drop, but the, like, the, the famouses that have shared our stuff over the last couple of years... 
just it's I mean it's, it's been ludicrous. I mean, not the queen, but basically the queen. Right. She's not on um, Instagram though. But if she no. did, she'd, she'd, she'd be sharing. Yeah, she'd be all over it. And they don't, you know, they, they don't take they don't take us in because that's not how this lot seem to work. But like, I'll have a friend. I'll bump into a friend and go, "Oh my god!" Like Freddie Mercury just shared your stuff. And I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I follow Freddie Mercury, right? And he he was sharing it, and it's ludicrous. That kind of feedback is is the positive stuff. But if we yeah. get something wrong, and that can jump on you, you know typo or whatever yeah. do you think that oh, people, like love that? Oh, people love oh. a typo people love a typo i'm i'm I, I really, really bad at typing <laughs> i am really bad at typing um and they just like so you just have to hold on to the f- slightly more nebulous feedback than the <laughs> and ignore the verbal in your face screaming yeah. do you think are these people like like hawks or what are the birds of prey that just kind of hovering there waiting for the waiting for the typo mouse to yeah. Scurry across the field and then it. And they all I have mean, it down. Yeah. Usernames. yeah, yeah. But it always feels yeah, like good the that queen. they're reading this stuff. They're re- they're reading it. If they can spot mistakes, then they're reading it, and that's good. True, true. <laughs> just, 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 just the last thing on that because uh, it's interesting. Is is the amount of let's give them a chance you get is so small. It's they probably didn't mean. I mean, the way it's been written, it might mean that they, you know, don't like people, the left-handed people, right? They, 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 this mean could mean that they haven't thought about the left-handed community. It's like, or you could probably go, they hate them. Why do they hate them? Why are they so evil? And jump in and you know do their thing because because people are looking for that mistake, not just from us, from any anywhere. They're looking to show how much they care about the yeah. left-handed community by jumping up. They're just scouring the world for anyone who suggests that right-handed or ambidextrous people are better. Um, and then leaping I like way, in. I like the way you're using left-handed to, um, to indicate intolerance in a way that's more accessible. Um, without calling out, without calling out underrepresented people, I like it. I like it. Uh, but we're here talking about uh, <laughs> films today, not politics or or left-handed people. Well, we're talking may- maybe a bit of politics. Well, there is a, well, there's a mayor in this, uh, and there's the queen. Uh, Big fan about, of us, the queen. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the Naked Gun, uh, which is your choice, Tatton. First of all, can you tell us why you chose it, and then I'll I'll get the timer up which is your chance to give us a, a synopsis in 60 seconds or less. I chose I chose uh, The Naked Gun because I spent quite a lot of my time looking at very serious things, um, especially for the last few years, three years, four years, five, the, the whole of the last 41 years of my life, staring down the barrel of misery. And so uh, I thought it'd be nice to come on here and chat to you about something that's just just a bit silly. And just a bit fun. <laughs> and synopsis? Right, 60 seconds. Oh, 58? Six seconds. Come it's on. Started. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very complicated plot. So it's really hard to do this. Um, a crime's been committed by a bad guy. And this hard-balled detective has to stop him and in the middle of this he's then being given the duty to protect the queen on her visit to Los Angeles and he does it (laughs) (laughs) fine that's fine Um, Diane Helen thoughts on the naked gun okay so it's 
one of those films that you think, oh, this is really daft. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then you find yourself literally laughing, totally laughing out loud, laughing at stuff that you thought you were way too mature for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the physical comedy, I find hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and it the questions it left me with were, oh my God, they couldn't make this now, could they? And, the, you know, if they went to make The Naked Gun now in 2022, I just think <gasps> it would never get done. Um, so that was like my big overarching thing. I just, all of the scenes from the the first one with the world leaders, oh my goodness, you just think, <laughs> you'd never get away with that anymore. Like scrubbing, scrubbing garbage off Seb. Oh my um, God. Staying off his head, no. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> and, and then I just kept thinking about how much of it my, my kids would love, but I can't show them it yet because it's too naughty in the, on the hall. <laughs> well how how old are you kids because oh, only eight and seven so that's the perfect age do you reckon what, what year did this come out there's what year did this little, come out there's very little that rude in this movie uh, i bet they would I bet they would understand as well there would be questions <laughs> i remember watching it the first time and it's like what's going on with this safe sex massive plastic bag thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the funniest thing when I was about ten. I don't yeah. I obviously didn't understand why, but like rewatching it again, it just I had that flashback of being very young and just finding it the funniest thing ever. I mean the the whole there's a lot of stuff in it, but that scene in particular was really that's funny. the worst. I think I think on the on the like watching it this week, it's the worst scene in the whole film. Mm. Like, oh, me. like, like oh, yeah. the, the two of them, the two of them rubbing, like, the, uh, dressed in condoms, and, and but, but yeah, absolutely, when I first saw it, same age, like, hilarious. No idea why. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, I mean, there's a lot. There's, it's interesting when you watch something the first time, and, and as you get. <laughs> I don't know, must be 30 years later and he's still watching and laughing, but laughing in different places. Um, for example, and this is what Diane was saying, like you couldn't, you couldn't do this in the same way without being, having scorn poured upon you. But the, like the nice beaver scene, for example, I, I again, no idea what that meant. And I didn't find it that funny. And then there's an age when I was like 20, like 18 to 25 and it's the funniest thing ever. And now I'm like, that's a bit cheap, isn't it? And so, do, you know what, then it, do you know what? I want to talk about the, about the nice, nice beaver um, <laughs> line because, because it kind of comes to the heart of what makes this film great, which is the fact that Leslie Nielsen is entirely straight-faced the mm. entire film. Oh, yeah. He doesn't make a joke, yeah. not a single joke. And so he's looking... <laughs> he's looking very seriously up like not, not in a lecherous way not, not in any way sleazy <laughs> like those people and then she and then she passes it he is like a child and I think that's probably why when we watched it probably a bit too young but when we were a lot younger that we were him like <laughs> We didn't know what's, what it meant, but there was the beaver. <laughs> and then as you get older, you're like, oh, I get that joke now. That's why it's funny. But also there is beaver. So it, it just works on so many levels. Two levels. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think part of the not being able to do this now is that I think the guys who did Scary Movie, as mm-hmm. much as I love the Wayans Brothers and other iterations, I think they kind of ruined the spoof thing because when you're doing a spoof like Naked Gun or Hot Shots, I mean, well, I, I don't, I know there's other people did it outside of just um, Zucker's, Zucker from Zucker, but those guys made the spoof kind of timeless. Whereas the scary movie guys had to make it comments on pop culture and it was only relevant or slightly funny if you watched TV or film in the past six months before watching the film and then mm. three years later, it's not funny. So I think, I don't know if they've kind of killed the idea of a spoof in, in this kind well, of way. I was just going to say, you keep saying you wouldn't be able to make this. Apparently, 2013, there were talks of it happening. And again, 2021, apparently Liam Neeson may be mm. in line for a reboot. So... I mean, I say no it now, but Nielsen was a, was a standard quote-unquote actor, isn't he? So does it have to be someone with the initials LN? Maybe maybe there's other people. That's the rules. <laughs> that's a, that's and it's unlikely to have OJ Simpson returning, isn't it, really? that's no. I think that's <laughs> I think that's, that's like one of the weirdest things when you watch, this, watch it, because like, you know he's in it, like, yeah. you know he's coming up, and then he comes on the screen and you're like, OJ Simpson, man, times are different. <laughs> But I was amazed. He's really funny as well. Like his yeah. comedic time is really funny. He's hardly in it because I, I must admit I chose this one kind of with all of them kind of mixed up in my head, mm. and then looking forward to OJ Simpson because of all that kind of, and also because I've I, I've kind of got into watching classic NFL games because anything to escape the misery of today, um, <laughs> and like yeah, the juice. The juice was a hell of a player. He was a hell of a player, right? Mm. And you can't underestimate his celebrity because he mm. was only famous for being a murderer, right? Whereas in America, he was David Beckham-esque, mm. right? Yeah. That's how he got to be to be to be in, 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 in the thing. But he's not in it. Like he he has this amazing scene at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? It's beautiful statistic scene. That had my wife in stitches when he tries to break down the door and his leg goes through. Oh, she yeah. just literally kind of fell in half. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got his gun and everyone's got the guns and it's, I mean, it's fantastic. But then he's not in it again. Obviously in two and then 33 and a third, he's kind of, he's, a bit more. he's, he's equal with the, with Dirty Nielsen. So I'm surprised by that. But, but also on whether it could be done today, I think Deadpool really challenges the spoof movie now. If a Marvel sanctioned <laughs> movie and actually all mm. the Marvel movies and in fact <laughs> yeah. Star Wars now the, the problem with the last three Star Wars is that they're kind of spoofs of themselves you know even Han Solo is making self-deprecating jokes it's like well no that's not what he does but when everyone is so self-aware and in on the joke it's really hard to successfully spoof it yeah I think the I was thinking about who else has done good, who else has made good spoof films. I think um, when he said Star Wars, it reminded me of Mel Brooks in Spaceballs. Oh, what a film! Mm. That that was a that was a, he's a decent um, spoofer. But I think now it kind of leans into satire. And one of your one of your potential choices, Tatum, was um, Death of Stalin. Yeah. And that's that's it's not spoof, but it's it's close. It's very close in some places where you just kind of think that's that's mm. very close to the bone. Um, hardcore satire, I'd say, in that case. And in some cases, like with Veep as well, for example, and the thick of it, you know, it, that's that's where I think a lot of the comedy has kind of gone into in that in that kind of, not just political. Physical, more kind of yeah. cerebral in, yeah. in yeah. that sense. 
because a lot of it is nonsense. I, I rewatched the Thick of It spin-off. Um, I can't remember what it's called, the, the, the film with uh, Jen Gandolfini. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of it is pure, utter nonsense. And same with Veep as well. It's pure nonsense, but because it's set against this backdrop of politics and is satire, you don't have the crazy prank falls and stuff like that, but it's still, um, yeah. Anyway, we're going off the topic with this film. It's very are funny, there, isn't it? Are there, I, I can't think of it off my head, physical comedies out in the cinemas at the moment. Is there anything that that slapstick? I think there might be some things in Deadpool now you say it, um, or there's commentary on it. But I mean, the last like person to really do it was probably Jackie Chan. Yeah, like, yeah. He he tends to do the kind of like physical comedy mixed in with martial arts. Yeah, Rush and hour. The, Rush yeah, hour. and the yeah. Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon mm. films, which I quite enjoyed. Which obviously kind of had a little bit of that that humor in there as well um but yeah i i don't know i think they kind of, didn't it kind of get done to death with scary movie well no more of, not another teen movie or the, the kind of like the the physical kind of slapsticky stuff i think it had a revival and then disappeared um what was your do you guys have a favorite gag from from this there's so many lots of the one-liners are just brilliant like rather than the big Mm. set pieces um i do like the scene where they're in the car with the the girl on her driving lesson and um (laughs) you know when the uh when the instructor when she's getting some abuse off another driver and he's telling her a maneuver and he's like um (laughs) Open your arm, lift your middle finger. That's uh, to give the, the the you know middle finger to the to guy that's coming up uh, beside her in the big lorry. Um, I do like that, but you know it's it's more the one liners. You're right. It's the deadpan. It's Leslie Nielsen's delivery, and there's another. I was in stitches watching this when he's walking away from her at the dinner. And he's just saying those random stuff. And then he says, I don't know why, but I just like it was the crying when he's like, and I faked all my orgasms. And I just like, <laughs> 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 and that, it's just him, you know, it's him. And I don't know, it plays a bit to his age, this rule as well. Like some of the physical comedy is so funny, like the handstands and the cartwheels and yeah. stuff because he's the older guy, you know, and yeah. It's just, it's great. I love the cartwheels and when it goes into the flat and he realises someone's in there and he's doing cartwheels and somersaults and stuff. And it's just <laughs> yeah. so clearly not him, but it doesn't yeah. matter in any way, shape or But it's but the gravitas, the gravitas he brings to that role by just being being of a certain age. And again, it's mm-hmm. hard to see today the, the lead actor of this movie, maybe Liam Nielsen, but it's kind of in tribute to this where the lead actor is, is an older man. And... Uh, just believes in himself and believes in the seriousness of his job. Like, that makes all of it possible. Mm. None of it's possible if they come in going, why I? You've got to make a, make, a, make a laugh. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's got to be that seriousness. Um, but my favourite joke was, uh, there's a couple, I mean, I love it when he walks in to the house and he can't disturb anything. Will be found out, and then the document he wants is underneath the House of Cards. <laughs> Brilliant. And it was only—I mean, like so many of these—it's—it's it's a film, such obvious gags, but it also just like that—that was only there for like a second, and then it moved oh, on. Yeah. It didn't come back to it. It was just kind of done as it's—it's 
it's obviously not subtle. Like it's not like no one's going to pretend it's subtle, but it's as close as fast and slapstick can go to being subtle as it as it can be. And I, I think my favorite joke was uh, was the guy falls down at the at the baseball stadium at the end. The guy falls down a flight of stairs over the barriers onto the road. He gets driven over by a um, steamroller. And then a marching band goes over him. And it's like, this is this perfect. And then she turns around and said, excuse me. She turned around and says, my father went the same way. Just <laughs> <laughs> such a wonderful line. Helen? I've got two. It's good we've all picked different ones. This is just how rich the comedy flows. Yeah. So I really like the scene where um, he goes to see the guy on the docks and yeah. he asks him if it would refresh his memory and they keep sw- switching back <laughs> the money. I don't know about that. Or how about this with this? That's quite funny. Um, but then the a real standout one is when he... Uh, succeeds in saving the queen and the guy in the baseball stand goes it's Enrico Palazzo (laughs) (laughs) which is very clever because it's a callback so callbacks are good and we love a callback you can say that to anyone and they'll know what out of context they'll know exactly what you're talking about and I think for me I'm going to pick a couple and they're all and they're both ones which I enjoyed as a kid massively and also enjoy now one is when um, he comes off the plane after squeaking the, the stain off, off Gorbachev's head and he starts talking to the crowd and they're not here for you, they're here for Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane. And I used to love that because Weird Al was my was a hero. But my, my all-time favourite was is still when Norberg's there and he's in a wheelchair at the end of the film. Gives him a slap in the back and he just careens down the stairs, hits the stand and flies up as a clear dummy. And that as a kid had me... And I probably rewound that so many times as a kid, and it still it still has been absolute stitches. I love I love a fantastic fake dummy. I love a, a fake dummy person used. It's like chef's kiss. Um, that's brilliant. But, but yeah, I think I faked my orgasms. It's a great line. And 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 the the things that uh, Norberg goes through at the start. In the, the two that I noted was the. Uh, bear trap and the cake so not only is it all like kind of the, the funny stuff but yeah when they're he gets his like in the cake it's quite funny and the bear trap is is beautiful anything you guys want to say before we head to the scores all right let's do it let's go to the scores I'm Sam Clements, host of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival, another podcast in the Stripped Media family, a podcast that celebrates movies under 90 minutes long. Each episode, I'm joined by a special guest who selects a movie to join our prestigious lineup. Past guests have included fellow Stripped Media family members Martin and Sam from Song by Song and Kobe from Flixwatcher and Dave from The Wire Stripped. Search for us now on the app you're currently listening to this podcast or join us at 90minfilmfest.com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor? 
flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Welcome to the Flix Watcher scores. All of the scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish. And we will start with you, please, Tatum, with your recommendability. Oh, it's, just, it's just a solid five. It's just, it's, a, it's, it's not a long film. It's a fun film. It, it, it brings joy. Um, it, you know, it's not been easy few few weeks months and uh just just it just made me laugh and made me very happy for 90 minutes five damn yeah it would be a five a five with a caveat of there's probably like one or two people in the world that i know that wouldn't enjoy this um i'll probably defriend them but um yes a five otherwise helen it's very funny I would love to watch it with someone for the first time to see how they'd react to it because I think for me a lot of it was a nostalgia watch and muscle memory quite a lot of the time (laughs) it's not quite a five a very strong 4.5 but I think if you've never seen this before I'm not sure I, I don't know it would probably blow their mind or they just wouldn't get it I really don't know it's, it's, it's one of those, it's a strong 4.5. I'm going to go for uh, 4.5, so that's for you. I'm going to go for 4.75 because I have a similar kind of thing. I don't know. There's a film called Top Secret, which is by the same guys. And lots of people said it's their funniest film ever. And I hadn't heard about it. And then I watched it when I was like 35. And I was like, why is this good? Sorry. And I don't know if it is a proper nostalgia thing, watching it for the first time in simpler times. Because I know it's not just a youth thing. I think in, in the 80s, there's just less of less stuff going around and this is more easy to go around. I would love to see this would like you say with Helen, uh, um, someone who's never seen it before and see what they just be I'll just be watching them. Yeah. Don't laugh. Is it it's not funny to you? Um I'd be I'd be really interested. So yeah, I take it down slightly, but I think generally, yeah, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. Uh, repeat viewing score. Tatten. Well, I'm gonna uh my, my my next job is to go rewatch two and thirty three and a third, um, <laughs> because I'm really interested to see what happens. I suspect they won't be as good on repeat view. I suspect that it goes more into m- more them fooling around rather than the straight faced mm. stuff. I feel like they might not be as nice towards women. There's an unfortunate incident with Anne Nicole Smith. I remember one of them. Yeah. Yeah, so so I'm not expecting to watch them as much, but I mean, I I, I will watch this again um, without a shadow of doubt. For Diane, I think I'm going to go um, only a three on this. I I wouldn't seek it out. Happily watch it if it's on, or happily watch it if someone else puts it on. But I wouldn't reach for it necessarily unless I really wanted to cheer myself up. Helen. So I'm trying to think now, which one is it? It's, it's the Naked Gun ones that spoof ghosts. That must be in the second or the third one. I can't yeah. remember which one it is. Um, I think it's the second one. Yeah. I think when they're so. together. I wish I could remember what happened more. I'm going to have to watch the uh, two and two and 33 and the third. Um, I'm going to give it a solid four for rewatch, just purely for the amount of times that I would have watched it as a young person and this. It's funny. It's less than 90 minutes. It's not even 90 minutes. Yeah. Like your commute's less than that sometimes. <laughs> Got a horrible commute. Yeah. Um commute's more than that. I'm gonna go for five. Um <laughs> I think like Diane like Diane said, I can't think of a time I'm gonna watch it, but also I know it's inevitable. I am gonna watch it more than <laughs> a dozen times, you know, I, I will watch it. Um You've got to introduce Milo to it at some point. Yeah, that'd be interesting. 
Would I start with that or would I start with Airplane? And I was also thinking when Tatton's talking about the other Naked Guns, I, I really haven't watched Hot Shots for a long time. We've, we've done Hot Shots recently. I've watched it with my two boys and they loved it. They absolutely loved it. <laughs> so it is, yeah. Bodes well if it's a hit with young boys. That's, yeah. that's the kind of marker for these films. If like young boys find them hilarious, <laughs> then it's, it's going to be good. It's good. Hot Shots and Airplane, yeah. I think. Oh, I mean, Airplane's amazing. Yeah. Airplane is the best. It's still the best, but it's still, you know, Naked Gun is up there. Um, small screen score, Tatten. I mean, it's a five. Like it's, 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 it's the perfect. Like there's no apart from, apart from a couple of silo breasts. <laughs> like, like there's, the, 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 there's no reason to not watch it on your smartphone. Let's say, I mean, I, I, my commute Helen, is uh, I work from home, so it's very brief indeed. But I do sometimes come home from London, having had a drink. And uh, I would definitely watch this on my smartphone at that time. Diane? Yeah, I, I think it works. So I'll just go 4.5 because I think this would be very funny in a shared cinema environment. Um, mm-hmm. So 4.5 for watching it on your own. Helen? Yeah, I'm with you on the um, shared shared watching. Even just with one other person is quite fun. Um, and you'll probably find that you're laughing at each other, laughing at the silliest things. <laughs> so you just need one extra person all on your own. It's fine. Right? Or your cat or your dog. Depends, you know, if you're living on your own. Um, I'm going to give it a five. I only ever watched it on small screen. And um, yeah, it's 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 just fun. It's just nice having access to it on Netflix and you can just cheer yourself up anytime you need to. I'm going to go 4.75 again. I think I'd love to watch this at the Prince Charles Cinema with a, ca- a crowd that knows yes. knows it. I think that'd be that'd be a great way to spend nights. What about a triple bill? Would that would that be something you'd, you'd go If the in triple for? bill was airplane, this hot shots, I would absolutely love that. I don't think I'd, I'm not sure I'd do a triple bill. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw a fifth between a third in the cinema actually. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't see this in the cinema, but um, yeah, God, but old. <laughs> one of the first things I went to on my own without my parents oh. was what? Sorry, this. No, the thirty-three and the third. Oh, okay. Train spotting was one of the first I, I remember going to. Wow! Kind of intrepidly s- s- stealing my way in. This is a very different film to Train Spotting. <laughs> yeah. Well, the f- the first I saw without my parents was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. And I remember saying to my dad, can we go and watch it? And he was kind of like, I think you're old enough now in a way that <laughs> I don't want to watch this with you. So, Yeah. I think I, I was got like, dad, dro- you're I so think, cool. Yeah. I think I got dropped off for one of the Home Alones. Not sure which one. Yes. And that was probably the first time I went in just me and my friends. Um, engagement score, Tatton. Well, the, the way engagement score is defined on the email that you sent is how difficult <laughs> would it be for you to turn the film off once you started watching it? And on those terms, it's quite a low engagement score. I would easily switch this off because <laughs> I don't care what happens next. I'm just enjoying the laugh, right? <laughs> so if the Prime Minister resigns, it's coming off. <laughs> like, if, if something happens, it's coming off. I'm picking it up again later, right? So... I'm going to give it quite a low score. And all of this chat is me trying to justify giving a film that I absolutely love quite a low score. And I think what's at fault here is your metric, not, <laughs> not the film. And I want to be clear on, on that, on, on, on Flix Watch here. 
This is on Flix Watcher, <laughs> not on the film. And it's not my fault either. So, uh, two. We can, I mean, you can elaborate it. Some, we like to explain it as also how easy is it to turn you away from the phone? You know, if, are, you, are you on Twitter at the same time? Can you be on Twitter at the same time as this? Uh, Diane? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> this is so much like, um, you know, a stand-up routine. Lots of mini jokes, little scenes that it's quite easy, mm. I think, to turn away, go and make a cup of tea, come back five minutes later, and you probably, you you can just go with it and catch up with the rest of the film. So, uh, but I'd say a three. Okay. I'd say a three. Okay. Helen? I was going to say, many have tried to to fight the Flixwatcher scores, but <laughs> they are what they are. They've they've ruined some classic films for having a low small screen, despite being some of the best films in the world to be beaten by mm. less lesser great films. Yeah, it's one of those that you can have on and basically you could skip a bit or you could come in from the pub if you still go to the pub in in these times and walk in halfway through and still enjoy it without having to watch from the start. But that said, there are, there are like lots of visual stuff. So if you're only listening, you do want to be watching because there's quite a lot of small visual gags here and there. But um, a 3.5, I think for the amount of times I've seen it, I don't need to be 100% glued to it. Uh, I was quite surprised on the highest. I'm going to go for 4.5 here. I, I think to get the most out of it, you want to be like so tuned in because the visual gags you can't just listen in there's lots of lots of stuff going on in the background and because they are playing it straight ostensibly they just go you wouldn't you wouldn't notice them if you're just kind of second screening i don't think um that gives us an overall score of 4.21875 um that's about where i thought it's going to be yeah awesome so yeah guys do follow us whoever's listening on uh twitter we are at flixwatcherpod and the reason to follow us is because we put out a tweet before we record and you can interact with us using these tweets uh, we put a tweet out like this we're reviewing the naked gun with tatton and diane from easy politics uk aka at simple politics on instagram have you seen it tell us your thoughts and a score out of five stars for an on-air shout out on flixwatcher uh and as i thought we got quite a big response from this one tatton you want to pick one you like well, it's one I'd like to run by, by by you three. So Alex Elliott has said, it's a bit dated now, but 80% of the jokes still hit. I love it. Four stars. I'm really interested to know what you think about how dated it is. I I think I think one of the reasons I talked about the the scary movie films and the way in the spoofs is because I think it's still, a lot of it really hits. So it's at least 80%, as Alex Elliott says. I think some of the gags, like the um, squeezing that lady's breasts when he's on the window, I don't think that would happen now. But apart from that, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was, um, I thought it still still rang true. The, the, I think the opening scene. I think mm. someone one, uh, it would struggle to name all of those yeah. political leaders these days. Like I think that dates it. Didn't they say? The didn't they say their names? Oh well, yeah the. The, the the first one when he's in Beirut with the the leaders, I think that is a very specific comedy moment when that that was kind of like a joke. I don't think you'd be able to do that now with no. with kind of world you leaders. Wouldn't, you wouldn't have Putin there, would you? Doing something? No, but does that if you knew who the world leaders were in that scene, then I don't think it's dated. 
Although you couldn't do it now. I think what is dated and is clearly wouldn't be today, wouldn't, we wouldn't want it today, is that when, um, you know, the police squad, see, the, the, the credit sequence, when the, um, when the blues and twos, are, the cars driving through the road and the pavement, then suddenly it's, oh, look, we're in a girl's changing room. That jarred, I thought today, I mean, alongside the groping the woman in the window, like of all the comedy places you could have chosen, you've chosen to be somewhere you could put semi-naked women for no, for literally no reason whatsoever. It's, um, one, it's, a, it's, a, it's an 80s trope, isn't it? It's just a casual homophobia, casual sexism, casual racism um, is almost par for the course from 80s comedy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, so maybe maybe 80% of the jokes all hits uh, yeah. works. Alex Elliott, on the nose. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Diane. Okay, this is my favourite one from Lee Thomas. So he describes it as crass, juvenile, lowest common denominator comedy, and then says, I love it. And then he gives it five <laughs> giant prophylactics out of five. So we did talk about the sea of sex scene. And um, there you do. go. <laughs> He's also used the, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo gif oh, as well. So yes, uh, thank you is, for using that star one. Twitter contributor. <laughs> By the way, isn't, isn't there a continued gag in the credits where it lists all the people who just have the one lines like, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. But with the way that Netflix isn't super fucking annoying and, and tries to force you into the next oh, film straight that. away, I, I was like, oh, is it this film or is it a different film? And then it did that and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't work out how to get it back without running through the whole film again. So I just didn't do it. But yeah, that's one of the, one of the gags that they do in some of the films, isn't it? List like one-liners from the credits, in the credits. So this guy would have a name in the credit when typically he wouldn't in any other film. Oh, so great. Like, I like... I remember Charlie Brooker did a did a, a rant about how it was talking about the BBC rather than anyone else. You, it kind of cuts when you're just thanking people for helping out with the TV show, and then it cuts. One, they get hardly any money, but they get their name on mm-hmm. telly, and mm-hmm. it cuts to being like the next show coming up, and it moves the whole thing, and so no one can see it anymore. I they I quite like I quite like watching credits. <laughs> it's quite nice to see all the people that worked on it. Well well on me. Helen. Uh this one is from Stephen Lockeridge. Absolute classic. Possibly the funniest film of all time. The jokes, sight ads, and sapstick just don't stop coming, and he's done five laughing face emojis with tears coming out of their eyes. Uh Tatton. Then we've got Steve E I L F M podcast. Uh, five stars one of the greatest comedy movies ever made I enjoy the sequels as well but this one is a laugh riot <laughs> with a laughy it's a laughy cry face but it's also about riots and riots riots aren't cool kids and um, one more Diane that I can see at least yeah let's have a look uh, okay, so we've got um, Scheitgeist again saying um, Leslie Nielsen and the Zucker Brothers combined Zeitgags, pratfalls and wordplay like nobody else Not quite airplane, but still great, silly fun I don't think anything else will ever be airplane That's that's a certainty That's a certainty in life Taxes and airplane No one else would better airplane Is airplane on Netflix? It has been It has been, it's not at the moment, I don't think uh, You've got a hankering for airplane now, haven't you? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's an e-petition in the morning. It must be like on ITV3 or something or 
one of those channels. It How must be. How dare you? How dare you say that kind of thing about a good film? <laughs> what a terrible it's good aspersion! Because it's on all the time. Because you may, it's just there in any time you need it on on rotation. You can lean into airplay. Uh, Diane Tatton, thank you very much for joining us. Can you say where we can find you online and say goodbye to the listeners? Yes, you can find Simple Politics at Simple Politics on Instagram. It'd be great if you could give us a follow and um, have a look at what we do. And we do a regular podcast as well, if you'd like to listen. The host of our podcast is nearly as good as the host of this podcast. Nearly. Um, in fact, in fact, no, better because it's recorded earlier in the morning when he is slightly more <laughs> awake. and more <laughs> <laughs> and just generally better than he is now. <laughs> oh, Kobe's well, 100% all of the time. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the case. Got my leg in a knee brace at the moment. Anyway, thank you very much, guys, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for bringing Naked Gun to us and the listeners. Thanks, Thanks so much us. for coming Ciao. on. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter and we're at FlixWatcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K Wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you you just heard a stripped media production